You know, transitions can be dynamic, exciting, life-changing, and life-giving times, as well as times of challenge, uncomfortableness, and fear. You know, transitions are usually multidimensional. Uh, when I make a change, it has an impression, or maybe even an impact, on those around me. Uh, one member of the family may become vegan. It impacts everyone in the family. Right? If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Retirements can be challenging. You say, oh, we'll get to spend more time together. Yeah, maybe that's good, maybe that's not. I've heard more than one person say to a, a spouse, um, you know, you're going to find your own thing to do. My life's pretty well ordered. Uh, and so there's that retirement, that time comes. What will we do? Uh, today is, is, is really Reformation Sunday. Uh, tomorrow is Reformation Day. Uh, if you remember Reformation Sunday, Reformation is about when Martin Luther nailed upon that Wittenberg door 95 theses. And with that, he started the Reformation. Now, you talk about change. You talk about transition. It has continued down to this day. Where whether the Baptists like it or not, we are Protestants. We protested. We somehow came out of that protest that Martin Luther started against a church that he thought was not what it should be. And so this is Reformation Sunday, a time we should celebrate tomorrow's Reformation Day. We should celebrate all that God has done to bring us to this place, to, to a freedom in our faith, to express our faith, explore our faith, be who God calls us to be uniquely in relationship to God, not going through layers of other kind of people and things and institutions. So we have Andrea coming here in a couple of weeks as our new pastor. This is a time of change for us, a time of transition for Dayspring. We will need to get used to a style that is different than Chris's, which we had for 10 years, and mine we've had for a short time, in terms of how Andrea relates to us versus how Chris related to us versus how maybe I related to you. And even how they work. Work styles are different. I don't understand showing up at the office at 9 in the morning. That's been the pattern here. I understand showing up at the office at 6.30 in the morning and 7. It's been hard for me to think about, I'm supposed to be in the office at 9. Uh, I don't know what to do with myself in those many hours. I'm, I'm awake early, right? Uh, and so we have to learn a different style. I don't know what Andrea's style will be, but it will work for her. And therefore, eventually, as we adjust, it will work for us too, and we'll come to think that that's the way it's supposed to be, right? We will need to attune our ears to a new voice, a new pattern of speech, and perhaps a different emphasis or theme in the sermon. You know, you, you, different, different voices sound different. different. You know, each, each preacher works with Scripture. John, you were talking about this this morning, you and David in, in the Sunday school class. Each preacher works with Scripture, but we work with it from our own life perspectives. We see it from different angles, different emphasis comes to us as we look at it. That's why you can take the same passage. I can preach it one week, another pastor can preach it another week, and another pastor can preach it another week, and you won't have the same sermon even once. It's not, it's not that, that the scripture has changed, but how we see life, how we see that scripture, how we experience it. And, and so Andrea will bring, be bringing to us her experiences. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be a blessing for us. My style and my emphasis, as you've noticed, I'm sure, and maybe comfortable with, maybe uncomfortable with, is really different than Chris's. Chris was much more contemplative than I am. Chris was just deeper than I am. Let's just face it. I'm just not that deep, folks. I wish I was. I, I, I long for that, but 
At this age, I've decided I'm probably just as shallow as I'm going to be. I'm not going to get much deeper. And, and, and so, so each style is different. In one way, my transition to being your preacher on Sunday mornings was a little easier because at least some of you had heard my voice. You may have been here on a Sunday I preached. I sat in Sunday school class, and no matter how John much John tried, he couldn't keep me quiet. And, and so it was easier transition uh, when I became your interim. Uh, you had heard my voice before. Andrea's style, her insights into the scripture, may be new for all of us. That's exciting. We will have to attune our ears to hear a new way that God's going to talk to us. This newness is really exciting. What might we learn? What new perceptions might we get and perspectives might we get of the scripture? Because Andrea brings us new insights. That's exciting to me. We will discover new understandings of God and how God works in our lives. By the way, just so you'll know, I'm told by friends I have at Second Liberty, who uh, some of them have been in the church a long time, and they've been in leadership in, in, in Baptist life a long time, and so they've heard lots of preachers. They tell me at Second Liberty that we have Andrea coming and that we're going to love listening to her. Uh, as one individual said to me, she may be the easiest preacher that I've ever listened to. Just hearing her, she is so easy to listen to because of how she preaches and her style and her sermonizing. I'm excited about that. I'm excited the new ways that God may bless us in this transition. Let us also not forget that coming to Dayspring is not only a transition for us, but it's a transition for her and her family also. She's, She's going to have to get, get used to how we listen. listen. i got to tell you, Dayspring listens uniquely than any other church I've ever preached to. I don't know, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's unique. It's you, and it's great, actually. It's you, and it's great. So she's going to have to get used to how we listen, how we react to her. It's just something that she's going to have to learn. You know, as I said, each congregation is unique. She's going to have to get used to our work style. How do we do things? Our voices, our structure, the day spring structure here, how we work together is unique. She's going to have to figure out who's on first, right? How do we do those things that we do here? She and I talked about it when she visited here. So now tell me how this works. I've never seen this before, right? And so this is a transition for her. Let us not forget that. Jordan and I were talking about these last few sermons I'm going to preach as your interim pastor. And I was telling him that what I was planning and what I was thinking, and he simply said, Dad, talk about transition. So I'm going to do that today. As we look at one of the most significant leadership transitions in the Bible, and definitely the most significant in the Hebrew text, when Moses dies and Joshua takes over. Moses has come to the end of his time of leadership, and God has told him he is not the one who will lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And so Moses dies. God's leaders change. But God's mission, God's work, God's promises do not change or end. God's purpose always moves on. You know, today is, uh, well, tomorrow is All Hallows' Eve, and then Tuesday is All Saints' Day. So this is the Sunday where we think about All Saints. And as I begin to write this sermon, I begin to think about what a long history and legacy this church has. Going back, going back to Delmar, Delmar. Those, those people, people who laid the foundation, foundation for who we are, 
who, who laid the foundation for us to be an open, inclusive, positive church. Now, my guess is when Dayspring started, or Delmar started, they had none of those thoughts. And yet they created an environment where we could grow, where we could change, where we could learn. And then we've had people here at Dayspring, who you know, and some of them I don't even know, who've laid that foundation, who have been that backbone for us. And so we should be grateful for them, just as the children of Israel were grateful for all that Moses has done. On All Saints Day, we should remember those people who have been here and gone before us in creating this place. We should also feel some responsibility. They have entrusted to us now this gift called Dayspring. This, this work, work of God, God in this place. And, and so, so we want to be thankful for them. As we, we think about All Saints Day, we want to be thankful for those that God has given us as past leaders. They have blessed us. God has blessed us greatly in those people. God's purpose continues, though, no matter what. God does not leave God's people leaderless. And so, and so in, in good, good succession, succession management, for those of you who uh, are, are in management, in good succession management style, Joshua is chosen to be the next leader of the children of Israel prior to Moses' departing. You never want to be looking for your next leader when you find out that your past leader is already gone, right? And so the good leader Moses understands what's going on. He understands his time is coming to an end. And, and he, he perceives God telling him that Joshua is the right person to be the next leader. So he begins to prepare Joshua for leadership. Look at all that Moses does. Now, if you go back in Deuteronomy, beginning with like chapter 31 and begin to read forward, you'll see the story of this transition. I'm serious. It's good management training. This works in any corporate setting you want to be in, this idea of succession planning. Organizations that don't do succession planning usually have challenges eventually. So, so Moses does great succession planning. He announces to people that Joshua will lead them into the promised land. This is an endorsement in Deuteronomy 31. Moses still has some time to go. 18 months before I became the CEO of the United Way, it was announced I would become the CEO of the United Way. Now, some people were happy about that. Some maybe not so happy about that. But it was announced. People had a chance to get used to it. I had a chance to be endorsed by some key leaders. So, so that they, they knew, knew it was okay, okay right? You, you can, can trust, trust this guy with what, what he's going, going to do here. That's, That's what, what Moses is doing here. I did that when I left United Way as CEO. A year out, we said who was going to be the CEO, and I began to find ways to endorse them. I took Orvin with me on corporate calls I made, on key donor visits. I took him with me and said, I want you to meet Orvin. He's going to be the next CEO. He's going to be marvelous. You're going to love him. He's going to take us so much further than we've ever been. I'm so excited about his new ideas. That's what Moses is doing here. He's endorsing, endorsing Joshua. Joshua. And he, he says, says, look, Joshua is going to lead you into the promised land. He encourages Joshua. He not only focuses on the people who are going to have to work with Joshua. He encourages Joshua. He says over and over again, if you didn't hear it here in chapter 1, go back and read Deuteronomy. You'll hear it over and over. Be strong and courageous. This is a theme of this transition that's going on. The key of leadership. Isn't, isn't that, that you always know what to do next, but you will be strong and courageous and you'll take risks and you'll move forward and you'll go with the vision that you think God has given you, whether it's so clear to you or not. You have to be strong and courageous if you're going to be a leader. And so he encourages Joshua over and over again, Joshua, be strong and courageous, man. 
that you know, the, the, these people are not always going to follow you. You're going to have to be strong and courageous. If you're going to get into the, the, the Israel, you're going to have to cross the Jordan River. And there might be giants over there, as we know you'll soon find out that they're big people, but they're not really giants, right? And so he encourages Joshua by saying be strong. He encourages him by giving him a mission. Go into the land. You're going to take the land and you're going to divide it. Okay, Joshua, here's your work plan. Here's your mission, right? And so he does that. And then he says to him and encourages him again, God is with you. God is with you and will never leave you. Look, you got all the support you need, Joshua. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Things are going to go south at times. It's not always going to be perfect. There's going to be hard times come. There are going to be times of deprivation come along. There's going to be people who want to oppose you. But don't be afraid or discouraged because God will never leave you. And God gives Joshua the same message. It just comes to the articulation that enables Moses to hear it. And then Moses reiterates the law. If you go back and look in Deuteronomy, he writes down the law again. And he tells everyone, here's the law. Let's read it. And then he blesses the people. And he says, hey, let me bless you. I have great wishes for you. Good things are going to happen for you. I'm not going to be here for it, but you know this guy, Joshua? He's going to take you where you need to go. We're told that Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hand on him. This is ceremonial. This is ceremonial, laying your hands on someone, right? But Moses did more than just ceremonially fill Joshua with wisdom. It's illustrative of the training that Joshua got. You read there in chapter 1, verse 1 of Joshua, it says, Joshua was Moses' aide. So Joshua starts, or Moses starts taking Joshua with him. Hey, see Joshua how this works? And look at this this way. Hey, Joshua, you may not have seen this before, but it works this way. This is really quite good management. And Moses was practicing it. As we prepare to receive Andrea as our leader, we need to understand just as Joshua was prepared for his role, so Andrea has been prepared for the role of being our pastor. Yes, she has much to learn about us. She has nothing to prove. Let me say that again. She has, she has much, much to learn about us, but she has, has nothing to prove. prove. We're, We're not, not to sit back and wait and say, well, now show me, can you preach? Show me, can you lead? That's not the way this works. She's been prepared. We know this because our search committee deeply prayed and outlined what we needed in our next pastor. They thought about our needs and our desires, and they trusted the Spirit. And that Spirit led them to Andrea. So therefore, we need to believe that this is God's person for God's time here at Dayspring. Andrea has been prepared by the Moseses in her life. She went to Fuller Seminary, got a degree in cultural kind of work. We're talking about expanding our church out into new areas. We need to be culturally sensitive if we're going to do that. She went to Second Maine, Houston for a while and worked there as an interim. Uh, I know the pastor of Second Maine, Houston pretty well. Um, she's prepared. He, he is tough. Uh, Gail knows him. He's tough. But he's tough in a most loving and wonderful way. Steve is his name. Gail, you know Steve. And Steve and I were on a board together. And uh, Steve's a wonderful guy. So he's helped prepare. He's been a Moses in her life. She went to Central Seminary because she said, you know, I did my cultural studies. Now I really think I'm called to be a senior pastor. 
And so I'm going to do my Master's of Divinity, a great school where she's, she's been prepared. And then she went to Second Liberty. You probably could not have picked a better church for her to be in before she comes to Dayspring. Second Liberty is so much like us in so many ways, different than yet so much like us. Open, inclusive, loving, people gathered together to do the work of God, caring about the community. When you look at her experience, you've got to believe that she has been uniquely prepared to be the pastor of Dayspring. People have placed their hands on Andrea and prepared her for this transition, just as we've been preparing. Joshua takes over the role of leader, looks at what God gives him. He, God gives him a mission. Across the Jordan, he gives him where all he's going to go there. He gives him a promise. God gives, gives uh, Joshua a promise. You will be successful. No one can stand against you. I will be with you as I was Moses, the greatest leader of all time. I will never leave or forsake you. Encouragement again, be strong and courageous. Be faithful to what Moses has taught you and what I have taught you, God says. And finally again, hey, hey, Joshua, relax. I'm going to be with you. Those are the same promises that come to us. God will be with us. God will instruct us. And so Joshua begins to lead. And so you see there in Joshua, as Joshua begins to lead, we see there that some things begin to be asked of the people also. Some promises are made to them. So Joshua goes to the people and says, okay, now get ready. Uh, I'm going to do some new things with you. Get ready. Get your provisions. We're moving forward. Get your gifts and skills ready, Dayspring. We're about to launch on a whole new vision, a whole new exciting work that God is calling us to under this new leader. And so get you ready. Get your provisions. You have, he gave him three days. You have three weeks to get ready. What more could you want? Understand there will be challenges, but let us be ready for the battle that God calls us to in doing his, God's mission. And so we see the people hear Joshua, and then Joshua, they answer Joshua in verse 16 there. He says, we're going to do whatever you command us to do. Now, we're going to obey you. I don't see Andrea's style as command and obey. I don't see that being her style. So I'm not imagining she's going to come in here and say, okay, Kathy Pettibone, you're going to do this, and you're going to do like that, because I told you you're going to. That doesn't quite seem Andrea's style to me, and not a style of the 21st century, that's for sure. But we will need to follow her lead. Be open to her new ideas. We're going to believe that maybe they've been sent by God, and she's been sent by God, and we're to follow. You know, there is an importance in having followers. I found out when I was CEO of the United Way that without followers, I didn't do much. I used to sit in my office occasionally and shake a little when I realized i got 135 employees here, and if they decide not to show up today, I'm dead in the water. Right? you got to show up. And so it's important to be followers, not observers. Now, I had staff who were observers. Never did anything to sit back and watch. They would do whatever had to be done, but they sat back and watched. They didn't add much to the organization. And then we had followers. By followers, I mean people who were really engaged in the mission, who were willing to jump in and try something. Let us commit to be followers, not just observers when Andrea shows up. We're going to have challenges to deal with. There's going to be all kinds of challenges, but we are encouragers also. We too should be strong and courageous. Note what the people, though, said to Joshua. They said to Joshua, 
be strong and courageous. We can encourage Andrea by telling her to be strong and courageous. We will be the reminder quite often of God's voice to her at times when we tell her to be strong and courageous. She will hear God's voice in that. Some, a few of you, will be as Moses to her. You will be guides to her. It won't be all of us. But there's some of you that God is preparing to be Moses to her, to be standing side by side to her, whispering to her, helping her understand, helping her see what's going on. If God calls you to that role, be that. Be as Moses to her. Whisper to her, be strong and courageous. God's with you. The people will follow. Transition brings challenge. But oh, oh, how exciting transitions can be. When we understand God is in the transition, we are going to hear a new voice. We're going to see and feel new ways. We're going to hear us challenge to move into new efforts. We're going to find new opportunities with Andrea's leadership. Above all, we're going to find new hopes to be the people of God in this place, living out the mission that God has called us to. Amen.